Hello and welcome to the Like Minds podcast. This was recorded at the Nudge Ideas Festival on March the 25th, 2022, conducted by Jake Shaw. Very famous, Paul Sloan. Um, Paul, you did a presentation about innovation and innovative thinking and stuff like that earlier. Um, I was interested uh, with your quiz because when you put up the picture of the famous general, I could have sworn it was Jacques Zulu. <laughs> um, and it was when, even when you were saying about the, the tactic of Hannibal, as it was, it was Hannibal, not, not Jacques Zulu, of the horns and the coins. Yes. That's exactly what Shaka did. That's right. So you were talking about innovation and the innovation mindset, and I was particularly struck by the proposition of trying to think of an, like an outsider. Now, that's going to be quite tricky if, for instance, you've spent years in a particular industry or trade. Um, could you expand on that? How do, I, how do I suddenly look at something I'm very familiar with from an outsider's perspective? It's difficult because you are in a groove and your thinking is in a groove. Um, and one way to do it is to get an outsider in. Um, Siemens uh, drives in Congleton, they sponsor the Halle Orchestra in Manchester and they invite people from the Halle Orchestra to their management meetings. When they're talking about how can we improve teamwork, how can we improve leadership, how can we communicate better, they'll in- invite the, the first violinist or the conductor in and say, how do you do it? Um, there was a company that, that, that wanted its, its sales force to be braver, to, 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 to take more risks, to, to make more calls. They called in a colonel from the army and said, how do you encourage people to be brave? And he said, well, we do it this way, and we give them medals. And they said, never thought of medals. So, so um, very often you can actually employ an outsider to, and, and say, here's a problem. How would you approach this kind of problem? Um, and, and one of the, te- the methods I teach in my workshops is a thing called similes. And in similes, what you've got to do is you've got to say, our problem is like, you describe your problem. Uh, and <clears throat> everyone's got to think of a, an area in a completely different walk of life, in medicine or the arts or warfare or sports, which is like your problem in some way. And then you brainstorm that. You brainstorm the problem in, in the arts. You know, how would a theatre handle this problem? How, how would a general handle How would a hospital handle this problem if it was in their environment? And you come up with a whole bunch of ideas, some of them silly, some of them uh, practical, some of them dull, some of them routine, but occasionally you can come up with something quite creative which you can then transfer back in some way or other into your environment. And if it's well facilitated, that's a very powerful method. So you, you brought up the example of bringing in the colonel, how do we get people yes. to be brave and stuff like that. And uh, I've worked as a salesman, I'm sure you yes. have, and uh, my answer to that is, uh, is don't talk about sales as a as a... As a destination, it's a process. You're going to be doing the same thing time and time and ten. The more times you do it, the yeah. more likelihood you are to make a sale. Um, and I learned that in double glazing of all things. <laughs> um, but you know, so you've used that example. Um, I was told uh, in, a, in a, another podcast for another organisation by a general who was in charge of the logistics corps of the army, and at the height of the pandemic they were brought in by Cobra to help the NHS and they said what's your number one problem and they said our number one problem is laundry we have two million bits of laundry that we can't do and uh, they asked the logistics corps could you fix that I said sure we can fix that 
The NHS had estimated it was 10 months for them to do that laundry. The army did it in three weekends. How? <laughs> because they're the army. <laughs> People may be thinking in context of innovation of only being in business, but it's not, is it? It's in everything. It's in everything. So let's say, as an individual, how do you innovate yourself out of where you are now to maybe something different tomorrow? So what I recommend is that you every day do something you haven't done before. You, change your, you deliberately change your routine. If you normally go to the Bridge Club, go to the Jazz Club. If you normally read the Daily Mail, read the Guardian. It will infuriate you, it will enrage you, but it will give you a different point of view. Um, uh, and if you normally drive to work, cycle to work, or take the bus, try something different every day. Take a different route to work. Uh, sit with somebody different you never sat with before at lunch and chat to them. Force yourself to change your routine and uh, you'll become a more interesting person. One last question. So Matt Ridley, Lord Ridley, um, pointed out that uh, the number of things being invented and innovation is going down. Yes. Do you think that's true? I think that's true, yes. Um, th th there aren't many really big innovations that we've seen in the last... Compared to, uh, you know, 100 years ago when we had electricity and automobiles and planes for the first time, the big changes in the first part of the last century were huge. We're, we're now getting used to um, small things. You know, a minor app on, on the, the, the phone is it's a big thing. So, um, yes, I think the, the rate of innovation has slowed. Uh, and that is a concern. And, and we need more innovation because we've got to find smarter, better, more effective ways to do things. We just don't have the resources to meet all the demands of an ageing population with more social demands all the time if we just try and work with pencils that are a bit shorter. You know, we've got to find smarter ways to do things. Mm -hmm.